Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 485 of the Drunk Treasure Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler. Join me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I'll tell you what. I am pumped after this week. Not just because of uh, my vacation being coming up soon, like in the next week and a half or so, but also because of, one, I finished Elden Ring this week, which is a huge fucking thing for me because that's the first game i've beaten that was developed by from software two two you and i just got done watching night one of uh, wrestlemania 38 and mm-hmm. there's some fucking awesome moments inside of that first night which yeah. kind of surprised the hell out of me yeah <laughs> yeah he's gotta, he's gotta trudge through four hours of shit to, to get like i don't know what 45 minutes of good stuff so yeah yeah but uh <laughs> Three, and unbeknownst to you, Tyler, I actually made another little acquisition. Gables bought Activision. No. 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 If I had that type of money, you think I would be going through and working my day job? No. My acquisition is I bought a new controller. Check this shit out. Oh, that is sexy as fuck. Dude, this, for the audio listeners, I bought a DualSense controller, right, for my PS5. It's mm-hmm. the purple one, and let me tell you something. This purple is fucking beautiful. Daddy this likes. looks such a great aesthetic look to this controller, because you have the all, pur- the all the purple, the purple and black and stuff like that, and the buttons are, like, engraved and stuff with, like, the white. It just looks smooth. Now, the reason why I made a little acquisition this past week is because my current DualShock, the one I've been playing all the Elden Ring and everything else on, mm. it's got stick drift going on oh, that now. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I've learned, though, from doing a little bit of research, apparently the original launch controllers for the, the PlayStation 5 have that issue with like the stick drift. But yeah. the newer models that were just released this past year, they don't really have that much of an issue hmm. because it's a different type of... Uh, it's a different type of like a control stick type of mechanisms and stuff going into it. So because I want to try to take apart this old controller to see if I can go forth and maybe readjust some things with the right analog stick, I decided to buy a backup controller just in case. Because one, I've been wanting to buy a second dual sense, but two, I fucking love this color purple. I mean, it's hell, sexy. there's a reason I fucking bought a purple controller like around 2020 for my PS4 Pro at the time, and I really loved that color. This one's a little bit darker, but I fucking love this thing, dude. It just looks so cool. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how I've been doing, man. How have you been doing? Well, Gables, I didn't want to tell you either. Unbeknownst to you, I also made an acquisition this week. Oh, yeah? I got mellets for the birds. It's it's bird mellet. Um, They really like it. It's like crack to them. Um. Uh, All the yeah. little parakeets and everything, you know. They're they're budgies. They're budgies. Um, budgies. Yes. Yeah. But they're 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 big fans of it. Um. They like it a lot. Uh, I ran out. I had to buy more, so I bought some more this week. So that's my big Damn. acquisition for the week. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Gable. I I'm not know what up Gables in that one. Um. So I had to I had to pull out the bird the bird snacks. So, um. Yeah. No, I'm doing fine though. Uh. Feel like got. Finally caught up on sleep. Uh, had the bachelor party for Justin last week. Um, my best friend of 25 years, and uh, we um, he's getting married in a few weeks. So we, uh, me and a few other buddies, got together, and his brother, and we all uh, 
through my bachelor party. It was a good time. We uh, uh, went out, had good lunch, went out, had a couple drinks, had lunch, and went back to a buddy of ours' place and had a couple drinks. And then we went and um, out and we surprised him. We went to play some laser tag and gables. Nice. What? We, we played these uh, teenagers. Yeah. You would have thought that Nintendo published this laser tag game because I oh, was no. whooping that ass so <laughs> bad. It it like we felt like we were generally felt bad. <laughs> generally felt bad. <laughs> Are you okay, Gables? <laughs> I'm just envisioning this, or it's like it just continues the theme with you. It's like you just absolutely love just destroying children at uh, games. Yeah, and here you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it was not. Uh, it was. Um, we generally felt like this is like kind of mean. We were like pinning them in corners and just popping them off. They were just stuck <laughs> in <corners. laughs> It was it was it was it was pretty rough. Uh, we were just like like finally we we're like all right, just go ahead and leave. Go ahead and leave. We're like we'll let them out of the corner, and then the guy would like shoot one of us. Like you motherfucker, we shoot him like twenty more times. <laughs> it was it was not going great for these kids. We played. Uh, it was funny though because we're all in our like early thirties now. And the plan was we we're gonna play at least two, probably three games. Each game uh-huh. is twenty minutes. Uh-huh. Oh boy, we're old, Gables. Let me tell you, because uh, so they we play like four or five minute games. I think is what it was. And um, those first two games run around like you would have thought we were sixteen, fucking sprinting uh-huh. around this goddamn little uh, facility like shooting people. Uh, by game three, we were um, it's more of a slow walk, is what I would call it. <laughs> Uh, we were no longer squatting behind things. It was we were always standing up straight. Uh, no running, no running. Just just a nice breeze, breezy walk on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, but we still destroyed them. Uh, we're pretty good. I'm pretty happy, proud of myself. Um, Any combat roles involved? I thought about it. I seriously was gonna do it, uh, but then I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if my health insurance would cover me breaking a vertebrae how'd you break a vertebrae um i did a combat roll during laser tag uh they're trying to impress this 15 year old as i fucking killed him um it was pretty we were having a good time running around joking around though um i did a game of thrones line at one point where i was like there was like we were all hiding behind barricade and they were on the other side of the thing we started on the new game and i ran up to everybody with my gun in my ear i'm like those are good men over there let's go kill them and i just we just started charging <laughs> so we're having a good time uh, yeah, I told everybody I was going to start fucking meleeing them at one point. Um, uh, they did not find that funny. Uh, it was funny. With, uh, Justin's brother, Brandon, we were sitting, we had to watch the video and we went to go walk out right before the game started. He just looked at the kids. He's like, world of pain, boys. World of pain. <laughs> it, was good. it was a good time, though. We had a great time. Um, did that. Uh, boy, did we feel that in the morning, though. Uh, oh, no shit. <laughs> uh, up and down the stairs. Not great. Um, uh, but no, it was good. We w- went back to Vice Place, and uh, his wife made some delicious uh, tacos for everybody. Um, she she stayed night at her friend's house, but she cooked us a bunch of food before she left. So really appreciated that. And then we drank a shit ton. Um, and then uh, I think I slept. We all spent the night over there. Uh, I think I slept for a solid maybe two and a half hours. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it took me – I basically just – I got. I didn't get, get home till like, 1 on Sunday. And I basically just laid in bed or laid on the couch until it was bedtime. Uh, it was, it was a, uh, it was been a, it was a long week. It was a very long week. Uh, man, this is this is when you really like you you, you know, sometimes you forget how old you are. 
you know, and I'm 32. Mm. I'm not super duper old, but you know, you're, you definitely, uh, you feel things a lot more than you used to even five years ago. Um, oh so no shit. I, 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 I posted a Facebook post where I was like, when you got to go back to work on Monday after a batch party weekend and it's that Jimmy Butler, uh, leaning over the announce desk, exhausted. Uh, that was me until like, I would say honestly, Thursday. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, thank God for work yesterday, Saturday night, by the way. And, uh, I got home. I was like, I'm going to play some games for a little bit. Maybe watch a movie. I'm like, nah. took a sleep pill. I was asleep. I was asleep by nine. Woke, woke up at like eight 30. So <sighs> feel better now. Feel better now. Took a little, took a little cat nap earlier today too. So that's good. Um, I also beat a game Gables. I would say equally as hard as Elden Ring. I beat Kirby. Okay. All right. So who could yeah, say who had the bigger challenge? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> later though. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm terrible at games, so it's 50, 50. Um, but anyways, Gables, th- this is not why we're here. Well, we are going to talk about Kirby and Elden Ring, but th- everything else I just said is not why we're here. Uh, this is the drunk Tester podcast where we talk about video games. If you, if you've made it through all that rigmarole, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you like all that, please uh, like, follow, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us at. Five-star reviews, big old thumbs-ups, whatever you can do. We really appreciate it. Um, if you look in the show notes, if I remembered, I put the I put a link tree in there. And it, it takes you click on that link, and it'll show you um, uh, links to every other place we're on. Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, uh, Apple, YouTube, Twitch, whatever you name it, we're on it. Even in our Extra Life pages. So, uh Please click on all those things if you are on those services and give us a big follow and give us a review. Really appreciate it. Even if you don't watch us or listen to us on that service, uh, please give us, please subscribe. Really appreciate all that. So more of you guys do that. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, uh, go and download our audio version as well. Because every time I do that, Gables and I get a one penny. So mm-hmm. um, doesn't seem like a lot, but it adds up. For too long, Gables and I might be able to uh, buy a coffee. Yeah, that'd be really yeah, nice. that'd be nice. Free coffee, thanks to the listeners. Yes, yeah, that'd be great if we can get one though. So please do that. Uh, keep it up. We might we, we might be able to get up to a medium. Hey, there you Why go. Not, yeah. Right now we can get a McDonald's drink. That's about it. So, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> um, like I said, this is Rogers podcast. We're gonna talk about some news, cables, um, and it's been a, a newsy week. Um, so not as newsy as it initially sound like because uh, a lot of stuff going into the week, like Sunday and Monday, there was a lot of rumblings about some big PlayStation news. A lot of people were posting about this might be a big week in gaming. And it still was. It's still a very big week in gaming, but maybe not as big as we thought. And I'm struggling, Gables, because they're all pretty big. The three There's three pretty big topics, and I don't know where to begin. Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with E3, Zelda, or PlayStation Plus? All right, well, let's go ahead and just uh, address the elephant in the room right now. So let's talk about uh, the potential, no, not just the potential, but let's just go ahead and just talk about Zelda, because this kind of ties into both you and I anyway in our ongoing competition. Yes. In regards Uh, to the open credit stuff. Yes. Score one for me. Fuck you, Gables. (laughs) So... Going into this, I was well aware that, yeah, I knew Nintendo was aiming for 2022 for this game to be released and stuff like that. There was always that possibility it could have been delayed, and unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. During the middle of this week, Nintendo uploaded a video on their official YouTube channel, which uh, was AG Aonuma going through and announcing that they're going to be delaying it for a full year. Well, not a full year. 
but they were aiming for 2022 so it's spring 2023 yeah. so like we were all assuming holiday so four to six months we'll say okay well, yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's not exactly like a full year, but from when it's announced and stuff, it kind of feels like it's going to be a full year. But it's a full year from now. Time, yeah, yeah, pretty much though. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty big kick of the pants in the middle of the week. I'm not going to lie, but uh, at the same time, you know, no regrets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was only Gable's second pick in the draft, um, and you know, like the. We talked about Gables. You you swing for the home run. You're you're my Jason Giambi. You uh, either strike out or you hit a home run, and you know you hit a home run with Elden Ring, and you struck out with Breath of the Wild. Whatever it's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, you know, it's like I swung two times, got two misses in regards to both the Mario Kart and New Edition, in regards to uh, the Switch version of it, plus uh, the whole Breath of the Wild two being released this year. So yeah, those two were misses, but at the same time, I still got a whole bunch of stuff that I still need to go forth and see what they do. Yeah. Plus, I got two spots left. I mean, that could be anything. Yeah, that's true. Could be. Yeah, could be. Could, could be anything. Could, could you know, the, the two spots could be anything. It could be a box. Could be a boat. That's an old Family Guy <laughs> reference for people that don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. I'm not really shocked. I feel like, you know, I've been talking about, I felt pretty comfortable uh, in the last month or so, especially after we had that last direct um, where they didn't talk about it. Like that kind of felt like, like I didn't think it had to be there, but like, right. It was like, okay, maybe it's not happening. Um, You know, and I I mentioned this at the time when they announced that they're at the E3, I believe it was E3 last year when they showed it off um, that they said they were aiming for 2022 and I brought up that's the exact same thing, literally, that um, PlayStation said the year prior uh, with Horizon Zero Dawn, where the, or Horizon Forbidden West, rather, where they said that they're aiming for 2020, or 2021, rather. God, I, I can't, years are hard now. Um, they were aiming for 2021, and then it came out early 2022. And that's when I heard that verbiage, immediately that's what I thought of. And, you know, obviously, you know, it sucks because it's, cra- it's crazy. You know, it's, it's, delays are always a bummer. Um, it's, I always think it's dumb when people get mad. Like I, you know, I can understand you're upset or you're a little bummed out. Cause yeah, like, fuck yeah. It's one of the greatest games of all time. Everyone wants to play, you know, it's the seventh best game of 20, uh, 2017, you know, um, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a very solid eight out of 10. Um, as Gables would say, um, I've heard Gables say that many a times all the time, almost weekly on this podcast. Um, uh, d- don't send your hate mail towards me. Gables. I'm just repeating what Gables says. Um, no, uh, it's, it's great. It's one of the all timers. Um, it's a bummer. It definitely is. But yeah, we've, we've talked about on and on. Uh, we did a podcast just a few weeks ago about, is this going to be the best year ever for Nintendo? And like how jam packed their schedule was without breath of the wild. Uh, and then like with the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, that's one of the first questions we asked was like, well, fuck that's probably gonna come out in November. Like when, where's breath of the wild coming? Um, mm, that's fairly true. Yeah. So, and for all we know, we could still be like a pretty damn strong year. Maybe it's not as uh, initially strong as what we initially thought it was going to be. Cause, yeah. uh, yeah, but at the same point, you know, it's like there's a bunch of strong releases that still need to come out. I mean, we just got done with, like, uh, the whole Kirby stuff coming out in March, and now it's like whenever Advance Wars comes through, whenever, like, uh, oh, God, yeah. when the friggin', oh, God, the Mario Strikers game comes out, mm-hmm. whenever the friggin', like, yeah, Splatoon 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Bayonetta 3, a whole bunch of 3s, and then, like, Pokemon. Scarlet and Violet and shit, and it's like... Mario still a whole bunch of, yeah, exactly. And live alive and all this other stuff. Like, 
but the fact remains is like there's still a lot of shit that's going to be coming out. Yeah. Non Nintendo systems that is going to make it a pretty damn strong year, regardless. Yeah. True, and I mean that's just Nintendo. I mean this is going to be a very strong year in general. It's already been a pretty strong year. Um, yeah. And I mean it's April second, so I mean I've already beaten three pretty really good games this year. Uh, and there's three more that are two more that are already out that I want to check out that I don't know if be game of the year type games, but like Ghostwire and I actually want to play Strangers of Paradise. Like that game sounds like it's actually pretty good. Um, mm. Shockingly. Um, so like those, I mean, it's, it's been, and then there's Elden Ring. I don't, you know, Elden Ring is not my type of game, but Gables, you've been playing it. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's already been a really great, it's been an all time great quarter. Uh, first quarter, maybe one of the greatest first quarters ever in gaming. Uh, and you know, we're, we're just now getting in the, in the Q2. So yeah, I mean, you gotta look at it like, it's crazy. You know, like I've seen a lot of like the conspiracy theories about, Oh, does this mean that, um, the switch pro is happening or this next switch? And I don't believe that. Um, my theory has been, um, since, since the Swoled or OLED switch, whatever you want to call it was announced was, you know, there was all those rumors from Bloomberg, the leaks that was like there was going to have like they had everything correct about the OLED except for the 4K part. Um, mm-hmm. And my theory is, is that I think the Bloomberg leak was correct. But then COVID and then the, then the issues with the um, with, with the uh, God, was it the doctor uh, that everybody's all the, yeah. everything's having issues with the PlayStation, Xbox uh, missiles, fucking cars like it goes in phones. Uh, I mean, that thing has been impossible to, to get. Um, and we've had global shortages on everything because of it. Uh, and I, you know, that it's just, it's hard enough for them to make switches, regular switches on top of that, having to make a, yeah. a switch pro, whatever it's called. So I, my theory is like that, that leaks were initially correct. And then because of the conductor shortage, they just scrapped that and said, well, we already have all the parts for a regular switch. Just put a new screen on it, make it a little bigger. And then boom, here you go. And I think that's what, is I, I'm at the point now where unless I mean the switch is still selling out as they can't make them fast enough still and we're in the sixth we're in, currently in the sixth year of the switch being on the market um mm-hmm. is that correct 2017 yeah yeah sixth year of, of that being the case yeah. sixth year fifth year I don't fucking know time's hard um and I'm not I'm, I'm too many beers in to do the math um well, technically yeah it's probably like it's fifth year on the market yeah well i guess it's fifth year in mark you say yes we're going we're, we're currently in it's fifth year sixth year of the next year god yeah. I'm, I'm, it's too late and i'm too drunk <laughs> uh not really drunk but I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing up uh but anyways um yeah so i think it'd be crazy to uh, do a next switch because of that like why would you do the next switch especially when you know, like the games are still selling like crazy you can't mm. make i mean cool you put on a new console or whatever new console new handheld whatever you want to call it um and you just it's you're just in the same boat that playstation and xbox are right now it's like just keep making the thing you're making you got a bunch of games coming out for you, you got a bunch of games coming out for it next year um you know uh and then i i think like unless they're gonna like to me like doing the switch pro thing would probably piss off a lot of people that just want the oled um yeah it would and then also would make it it'd be like the, you can't get a switch or an oled as is um so that thing's gonna be even harder to get, and like I don't know, like if the, if the, if they, the switch is like planning on to be in the main console for like, I would say until twenty twenty four, like it needs at least two more years of salt, like before the like mid. Well, no, if it comes out mid twenty twenty three, 
2025. If the Switch is still going to be around until 2025 as the main console, like I think that's like if the Pro comes out in 2023, then that's going to be the case. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'd be crazy. Uh, I would love, like I, I'm on board if like th- if there was an issue with making these things, um, with like doing like I hope the next Nintendo console is just a more powerful Switch, because yeah, God knows they need it. You know, like the they do like they're doing some really great things with the Switch as is. Uh, like they're doing some really cool technical stuff with it, but you are like, we've talked about like you are seeing the age of these consoles. We've been seeing the age of them like um, for years now. We've seen them with the, like, you're seeing that like Pokemon legends, Arceus. I've seen with even with Kirby of a lot of frame drops, like Kirby's running at 30 frames per second. Uh, and it still looks gorgeous. It still runs fairly well, but when a lot of things pop up on the screen, it does that weird stop motion thing or the frames will drop. if like too many like effects are going on at the same time. Um, you know, and what same thing with like Age of Calamity I talked about. Like that game just ran at like 15 frames per second. Um, mm. That was that game came out two, a year and a half ago. So um, I would love for like either a Switch Pro and a couple more years of solid, like you know, the Switch Two comes out in 2025, or if we get a next Switch in 2023, I'd be all on board on it. Uh, but like as long as you're able to like continue to play your Switch games on it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, Zelda, I mean, like the, the, I think this year is going to be great, fantastic without it. Um, and, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know. It's, it's very weird because, like, it's been, I mean, there was a lot of talks. Of, like, originally this game, like, internally was supposed to come out in 2020. And then COVID happened. And, obviously, COVID happened. And that fucked a lot of things up. But, like, you're thinking a year at most of delay. Um, and now we're looking at 2023. So, I'm like, I don't want to be, like, the conspiracy theory guy. Like, oh, does something go wrong? That's like, this become bigger that something changed dramatically in this because like they talked about openly about how they're reusing a lot of assets they're reusing the same map obviously they're making changes to that map but they're reusing a lot of assets so that's gotta save a shit ton of time and this is gonna be the longest mm-hmm. gap in zelda games ever yeah so i don't know i mean we we got like what five more seconds of gameplay and i think that's enough to like keep people going for at least another month uh or two or good. until e3 okay. uh we've seen have all to... the yeah what were you saying i'm sorry Gables. well like i was saying they're gonna have to showcase they're probably gonna showcase something in regards to breath of the wild 2 before the end of the year i mean yeah let's be perfectly honest with you if they're aiming for like a spring 2023 release and stuff they need to show something that's going to tie people over until that time and uh showing the exact Elements of the evolved forms of the gameplay, plus the scope and scale of what they're getting into in regards to what was with the original Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's enough to tide a lot of them over until the release. Yeah. And what was it? Uh, I think it was E3 2016. They did the big blowout. We finally got the name for it. And then in January, when they did the Switch um, uh, event, when they announced everything, they did uh they gave us a release date finally um so i i can see the same thing here where maybe i e3 is the big blowout for it we get the we get the maybe not get a date but we at least get the title and we start to see like understand more of what's happening in this game um i mean it's been multiple years it's been what they announced it in june 2019 yeah so I mean, it's crazy to think that we're we're looking at you know three and a half years after that uh, you know three and a half more or more years after they announced it, that's finally coming out. Cause I mean, spring to Nintendo can mean anything. It could, cause they take spring very literally where 
Now, yep. Spring technically goes to late June. So when they say spring, it could go June, but also could still be early March. You know, could be March 3rd or something like that. What, what day is March 3rd on next year? Because that would be kind of, if it, well, I, want, I want to look at the calendar real fast, Gables. Um, March see. 3rd of next year of 2023. Yeah. I'm mm. looking, I'm looking. March 3rd is a Friday. Oh, hey, you know, that could potentially be a release day right there. I'm calling it right now. March 3rd, 2023, six-year anniversary of the Switch. And Breath of the Wild, we get we get whatever the next game is going to be called. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I mean, Gables, um, I don't know. Like, you know you're, the, you're a much bigger Zelda fan than I am. Um, you know, what, what was your thoughts when we've got that, like, that five seconds of we've seen the broken Master Sword and it looked like Ganondorf's hand is on Zelda's hand, like, or do we have Calamity Link going on here? Hmm. From that initial thing, it kind of reminds me of uh, kind of like a curse is placed upon Link in regards to some stuff. Like you have to rebuild, possibly. From the initial five seconds of it, and like this, this little scope and scale, there were a couple things that were fairly noticeable. One, the whole element of like, say, a bunch of like the Triforce of Power or even some sort of a form of a curse from Ganondorf or just Ganon himself, you know, just affects Link, it looked like. So it may be something to where you have to try to, and I'm just assuming here, verbatim here, that you may have to probably have to do something with the Master Sword in order to cleanse yourself from uh, the influence of Ganon, which that would be kind of an interesting concept and core. Because uh, throughout the entirety of Breath of the Wild, you're trying to get rid of, like, Calamity Ganon, because he's the one that totally destroyed Hyrule and stuff and caused it to be inside a colossal thing to where Link was asleep inside of the chamber for, like, what, over 100 years? Hundred years exactly. Yeah, about a hundred years. So, in regards to the sequel and stuff, we saw the trailer beforehand where it's like with uh, Zelda and uh, Link going underneath the castle and stuff, and coming across Calamity Ganon in terms of like his Ganondorf-like form, you know, sort of mm-hmm. similar to that. But uh, there's just a whole bunch of different things that this game could be, and uh, the thing about what we did see, I mean, yeah. It definitely looks like the gimmick is going to be around probably, like, uh, the fight between, like, uh, good and bad, light and dark of yourself. That's what it kind of reminded me of, because it's like, there have been past references in Zelda games and stuff where you have to face a, face off against yourself in multiple different situations. Oh. The whole Shadow Link perceptive and stuff yep. like that, to where Zelda 2 was the first one. That had that element to where I think it was at the last boss of the game, I think it was, where you had to face off against yourself, Shadow yeah. Link. Yeah. That also reoccurs in like Ocarina of Time. That one with the water temple. I mean, that mm. one, that's a big callback too. I just but s- uh, scrubbed the water temple on my brain, so I don't remember anything about it. So. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of Zelda gamers have the same thing when they've played the water temple the first time. Mm-hmm. But uh the fact remains is that core concept could be held into play to where it's like, okay. The fight against yourself. Good, like, morality. Good morality, bad morality, you know? And sort of that Ganon influence and stuff kind of infected inside of uh, Link, you know? And that's kind of the struggle to maintain control. That could be something that could definitely be element in play. But from what initially we've seen in previous trailers before, you know, it's definitely a full full exploration, almost sort of like an overworld style of game, sort of similar to the first. But, uh... Yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff that still need to be shown in order for us to even get that stuff going. Like the core gimmick of the game itself, the whole name of what this thing's going to be called, if it's going to be Gan, like 
The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, Ganon's Curse. I mean, that's something that... Uh, that's something I could see happening, too. But Tables. speculations. Tables. Yeah. Hear me <laughs> out. I have a theory. What? Game opens with Calamity Ganon takes over Link. He's about to kill mm-hmm. Zelda. And then all of a sudden you hear a whoosh in the air. Oh, and no. you, just, you just hear you, a bomb drops. And Link turns, evil Link turns around. And what do you hear? Tingle. <laughs> Fucking Tingle saves <laughs> the day. For it. Breath, Zelda, Tingle of the Wild. Make it happen. Boom. Done. Sold. I just sold 50 million copies. You're going to outsell Animal Crossing. Let's do it. And you don't have to buy maps because he has the map. He is the map. You got to, instead of a glider, you get to go in a balloon. You know, you got to, you don't have to wear costumes. You got a green suit. It's fucking awesome. Spread your, spread your rupees everywhere. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm all in on this game. If it's not, if it's not Tingle of the Wild, um, then our Tingle saves the wild. Mm. Just thinking. Tables. No. All right. Well, you know, fuck you guys. If you don't like my idea, I don't care. Uh, I'll go make my own Zelda game with Tingle in it. With you know, I'll have blackjack and I'll have hookers. Let's forget the whole thing. All right, moving on, Gables. Uh, next topic here. Um, PlayStation Plus, Gables. It's the long room of PlayStation Plus. Finally got the details on it. Didn't really surprise here. Uh, a lot of the things we already knew. Uh, I'm going to run through it real fast, some of the details we have here. So bear with me. Uh, I'm going to space out midway through it because every time I read it, I space out because uh, it's just a very boring graph. Um, or bullet points, rather. PlayStation Plus Essential um, provides the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are already getting. Uh, two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. Um, there are no changes to the existing PlayStation Plus tiers. Um, that will stay the same. 10 bucks a month or $60 a year. You could do $25 quarterly here. Uh, we have PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, this is the second tier. It is uh, provides all the same benefits as before. Um, also adds a catalog of 400 uh, plus of the uh, most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Um, and they did actually say like games like uh, Returnal, uh, Miles Morales, and I believe they're, uh, like pretty much anything that's on the PlayStation Plus collection already. And then you have like Miles Morales Returnal, and I believe the other Spider-Man game will, will be on there as okay. well. Uh, that will be fifteen dollars a month or a hundred dollars for a year. You could do quarterly. I believe it's yeah, forty bucks quarterly. Um, and then finally, PlayStation Plus Premium, all the same benefits uh, below with essential and extra. This also, on top of that, adds an additional three hundred forty additional games, PS3 games available via streaming gables. Mm-hmm. Via streaming, yeah. A catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download download options for original PlayStation, PlayStation Two, and PSP generations. Offers include uh, offers cloud streaming access for original uh, PS Two, PSP, and PS Four games. Um, from those as well, uh, you can play games on PC as well. You just need to have a DualShock controller. Uh, you also get access to time limited game trials. Um, that will be offered in this tier. Uh, so c- customers can try and select games before they buy. That will be $18 a month, $50 quarterly, or $120 a year. Um, and I believe, yeah, so at launch, the, uh, the, the one tier that I was talking about that has, um, they said Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal will be a part of that 
So, yeah. So basically, it seems like what they're doing here is we're getting they kind of broke up PS Now in a way. Uh, where like, so the PS3 games are on the on the top tier, but the other games like, I don't yeah. So we get a 400 games from PS4 and PS5. Uh, that will be on this catalog. No idea what those games are going to be, but there's a ton. I'm, I'm assuming those are basically whatever's on uh, the PS Now already. Um, if there are actually no PS5 games on there, I guess. But um, yeah, and then on top of that, we're going to get all the PS3, PS2, PS PlayStation games, and PSP. Oh, is PSP on uh, PS Now? No. Currently, okay. PSP games are not available through PlayStation Now. Okay. So, I mean, Gables, what, what's your what was your initial reaction when you read this news? All right, so my initial thoughts of it, depending upon what games that uh, are offered inside of this service, besides like the core selection that we got right now through PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now corresponding the services, you know, it's really hard to tell because the initial from the offset, it seems kind of underwhelming because for one, the opening tier is the same of what we have right now for PlayStation Plus, which is always the tier above that. The tier above that is just PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now combined into one. That's a similar service that they have right now. But you don't get the PS3 but the games. Premium, well, you don't. Well, you actually can stream the PS3 games through PlayStation Now, right? Well, moment, yeah, but but, you, but the third tier. This is why it's so fucking confusing. So I'll I'll, I'll run through this real fast. I'm sorry again. Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, PlayStation Essential uh, Extra. Um, is the middle tier. It just says, uh, add the catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games. The mm-hmm. top tier includes PS3, PS, PlayStation 1, PS2, and PSP games. So it looks like the, okay. the, the middle tier only includes PS4 and PS5 games. The top tier includes um, PS3, uh, PS2, and all that fun jazz. Oh, okay. So that was definitely a misinterpretation on my part, because currently through PlayStation Now, you can stream PS3 games if you choose to. But more likely, when people have that service, they go and download games anyway, because the streaming can be haphazard upon PS3 Mm. classics. It just depends upon your internet connection and what you want to get through it. I know personally, I've tried it. And I've come across mixed results. Input delay for fighting games. Sometimes when I go and try to play a game like a platform or something, there's just a slight delay where it just just knocks off the precise inputs that you want to go forth and do. So when it comes to this premium service for you know the, the highest tier, the most expensive one through this PlayStation Plus, 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 plus. type of shit, you know, it's like, we're basically just paying more for classic games. So it's like PS1, PS2, streaming through PS3 and PSP stuff. And like I said currently, unless we know exactly what they're going to be offering for these classic games, it's going to either make it for a lot of the gamers or it's going to fall flat on its ass because it's like the highest. I'm talking about just the highest tier of it. Mm. But uh, yeah, without knowing what games are going to be available there at launch, which it sounds like to me, they're just going to be doing like a full on like relaunch and stuff in June. Yep. I am going to firmly go into it. Just saying not very high on it because it's just quintessentially PlayStation plus and PlayStation now merged into one. So it's sort of underwhelming because there's no day and date games that you can actually go forth for like releases, say like with game pass for backwards compatibility, at least 
I give Microsoft credit in terms of a lot of their retro games to where if I choose to, I could play the backlog catalog I got for 360 and Xbox One games on my current Xbox. And I, by choosing to go with Game Pass and stuff, I can download some of those old classic games too without having necessarily to stream them. I mean, yeah. I could for some, but the fact remains is at least my console's fully emulated to the point to where I can backwards play them with the initial intent because Microsoft's actually put through the initial effort in order to make sure their emulators for these classic games work correctly as opposed to Sony not doing it for PlayStation 3 games. <laughs> and that in and of itself is the biggest kick in the ass, in my honest opinion, because it's like PS3 games, the lot of good classics there too. Sure, there were a bunch that were taken from that generation, remade, because Sony full-on knew well that gamers would go forth and rebuy these classics, especially if you upgraded them to the 4K, HDR, all this other stuff. There's been mm -hmm. multiple, multiple games. And well, I mean, not just... Fair, everybody did. I mean, to be fair, though, in that last generation... Everybody was doing remasters and re and and stuff yeah. from P that generation. That was like the first half of last generation was just. I mean, everything got fucking remastered by everybody. Yes, and that's yeah. a great point. But at the forefront, it was Sony Computer Entertainment doing that type of remasters. As well, well, yeah, they're one of them. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, like every like there's a and we we bought them. We all bought them. Um, sure. I bought a bunch of them. I know I have, and I, a lot of people bought them. So. Um, just like, I mean, look at the switch with like, we've, how many Wii U games we bought us for a second time because Nintendo put them again, put them on the switch. So yeah, because um, they put out the definitive versions of those Wii U ports and stuff yeah. like that with additional content for a lot of them too. That's yeah. why we bought them. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's, it's nice to have them on new hardware and it'd be nicer and prettier. Um, so yeah, it's my biggest gripe with this whole thing. Isn't the service itself? Is I think the price point isn't bad. Like, if you look at a monthly, yeah. But if you're paying monthly for this shit, like if you're paying monthly for PS Plus, anything like that, you're fucking nuts. Like I don't, yeah, I don't. Like I think they they did say I think over eighty percent of people that have PS Plus pay the annual fee. So um, yeah, at least there are some. You know, because I, I can't like you're paying literally double if you do monthly. Um, so I'm not even gonna look at the monthly price. I'm looking at it yearly. You're talking sixty dollars for what it is now, for the base thing. Okay, say exactly the same. Hundred dollars for the next tier, uh, for a year, or if you just pay an extra twenty bucks, you get that um, that third tier. You get the, the with the yeah. with everything, um, and you get game trials stuff like that. And I think the game trial part could be enough to bring people over, um, on top because especially when you when you look at it, if you're like you're looking if you're into this thing, it's like and you're looking at okay, I'm well, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get the extra or whatever it's called the, the middle tier. I think it's extra. I'm like oh it's hundred bucks. Well, I guess for only twenty dollars more, I can get the the premium the premium version. So, fuck, I might as well just pay the extra twenty bucks. I'm already paying a hundred. You know, at a hundred after you're paying a hundred, what's the extra twenty bucks at that point? Um, so yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I'm all. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place on this one. I'm trying to figure out how I want to say it. So like the, the like we said, the biggest issue is the way it was announced. Um, it was just feel it felt like a very boring like chart that you put out to somebody like in a business meeting. Um, and I talked about this before. Like I felt like I, this probably would just be a blog post, um, which it's what it was. We got a, it's just on the PlayStation blog where they, they put a lot of news on there. Um, but like, you know, we got a, we got a, instead of just getting a tweet 
from Nintendo about delaying Zelda. We got like a, a video and they gave us at least five seconds of gameplay. Like, you know, you're trying to sell me on the, like, we're already sold on Zelda. Like, that game's already going to sell 20, 20 million copies easily. Um, you're trying to sell us on this new service that's really just like a, a slightly different version of your old service. Uh, you're just basically doing way. Like, oh, PlayStation Now, not that that brand didn't do super hot. Um, PlayStation Plus is really popular, though. Um, I think they said they have over 80 million subscribers on that. Um, so why don't we just combine it in there and, you know, we'll, we'll just add some extra things to it and call it a day. And that's kind of what they did. And like, yeah, I, I, I think like if you're doing like a five minute video about this, but like pizzazz it up, be a salesman, like show me the game tile, like, but also tell me the game tile, show me the game tile. Something's going to be there. Why do I want this? You know, like what, why, why do I need to have this? Why don't I like, not the, why do I want to want this? Why do I need this thing? You know, be a car salesman. Show me this shit. Like we are dumb consumers. If you just like, people are freaking out. Like I said, over the five seconds of, of gameplay that we got from Zelda and God knows I was too. Um, but like, I'm no better than anybody else. I'm not mocking people. I'm, I'm mocking myself in that as well. Uh, I know what I am though. Um, and like, if you, you make this exciting, you show me like all these cool things I'm going to get because of the service that I have. Um, you'll make me want this thing. Make me say, I need to have this. Or I like, just make it like, like the PlayStation plus is just a thing I have. I don't even think about it. I pay the 60 bucks. Don't even think about it. I don't even play on, I, don't even, I barely play the PS plus games. I use the discounts every now and again. Like that's nice. But like, I don't use I don't, the cloud service has been, has helped me a few times. Uh, but like, yeah, like I don't play online all that much. Uh, it's nice, but it's just like nice. It's the thing I don't have to worry about. Like, it's just there. I know it's going to be there. I know it's going to work. And you know, Hey, like I could get every, a few times, like three, four, five times a year. I get, I might get a cool game out of it. And you know, that's my, the way I look at it. So yeah, like I said, jazz it up a little bit, make it a video, put some effort. In. I'm not, I guess it's not coming out until June. So they still can do like a big blowout on this thing. And Post a video and show us, like, tell us, like, because, like, you know, you're talking about, like, you're going to you're gonna have third-party support. Like, there's going to be over 400 PS4 and PS5 games. Like, what kind of PS5 games are we talking about? Like, yeah, I know you got, like, Miles Morales stuff and the Returnal in there. But, like, what else is going to be in there? You know, like, wh- what are you going to do um, to make us want the service? And, like, I, I mentioned last week, like, I, I've seen a lot of people bitching about the day one thing. Games not being there day one. But, like, I, I mentioned this last week with, like, with Xbox. is like, up until November of last year when we got Forza Horizon 5 and Halo. That the gameplay has been around for three and a half years at that point over three years. And the biggest we, we well, we had sea of thieves and gears five are the two and gears are uh, force horizon four. Those are like the, those are the, those are the three really big, like quality Xbox f- first party games that came out and over three years of that service. But for multiple years now, we've been talking about how great game pass is as a service because of what they add to it and value of like, they're giving us really good quality indie games, really good quality, like first, like big games, triple A game, like not even triple, like we're getting like, we got the EA play. We have, we're getting um, like even like smaller games, like uh, outriders last year, that game came out day one. It'll be the show day one. All these really great indie games. Like the thing was saving me a ton of money. They're making the service that I have to have. And it's just second nature. I pay that 15 bucks a month and I keep it. And it's awesome. Like we don't need to have these day one games on PlayStation for this service to be awesome. Just like Xbox doesn't need, that like, but they it just make it just puts it over the top, and like I said, obviously sales wise, business wise, it makes sense. But it'd be really stupid a PlayStation to put their games 
on the surface day one. It would cost him hundreds of millions of dollars to do that. Um, like I said last week, not trying to defend companies here because uh, it's very rare that I'll defend companies, but we can't expect them to keep making games bigger and better, better looking and bigger and expect just to keep the everything to keep going up uh, and then us pay dramatically less. Doesn't like like what we thought about that's when not the, realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's just like when I talk about like with microtransactions, we don't like them, but I understand that to keep games a little cheaper, it's kind of a necessary evil. Like we got to meet in the middle. Something that politics can't do anymore. Meet in the middle somewhere. Let's meet in the middle, everybody. You know, instead of all we go, well no we got to do all this thing. Well, okay, give us this and that. No, never mind. Fuck it. So we got to meet in the middle here. So microtransactions is the middle. Like the when games went up to seventy bucks and people lost their fucking minds over that. It's like games have been sixty dollars for nearly twenty years. Games were sixty dollars in the nineties. They were more. There was Superman sixty four was eighty bucks. So, uh, Super Mario World I think was like uh, was like there were some games that were almost a hundred dollars thirty years ago, and we're paying sixty. And now we're gonna freak out because games are seventy. I know there's like you can argue the bullshit of like the. Pay a hundred bucks and we'll give you the game three days early. Like that shit's kind of stupid. I and I agree. Um, but yeah, there's just a, I don't know. I'm I'm going on a tangent here. But get back to the, I'm I'm sorry. Go, go back to the service here. Um, I think it could be a good service. It's really it's not really. I think it's a good price if you think about it, 120 bucks. Yeah, it's a big uh, 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 initial cost to get in. Um, but I don't know. Like if they if they do a good job of like wowing us, it's fine. But yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think this, like, as of right now, like, they're not really doing a good job of, like, telling me why I need to have this thing. Um, yeah. Like I said, if they would have done, like, a, a video, like, make it exciting for us, uh, maybe a little different. Tell us what's going to be there day one. Like, what's, like, you know, you got support, like I said, the support from third parties. Like, what, are those, what's, what kind of support are we talking here? Because um, right now I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I don't look at, I mean, I think it's, I don't want to, you know, like, the Nintendo expansion packs. It's like. It's not much better than that, you know. I mean, obviously, it's gonna have, it's gonna have newer games, uh, but uh, like, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because uh, I don't hate the idea. I'm not. I'm like I, I said last week. I'm going in with an open mind. I'm gonna keep that open mind. Uh, but I think initial first step has not wowed me. Uh, but wow. Gables, we gotta move on here to, um, man. All three of these topics could have just been, like been the headline of the, sh- of the show. Um, but Gables, E3 uh, has officially been canceled. Um, Rebecca Valentine had this first in IGN uh, earlier this year uh, where she kind of reported that um, they had quietly months ago canceled the physical uh, E3 for later this year. But she was reporting, I believe, in January or late, either December or January that um, the, the digital one has also internally been canceled um, or would most likely be canceled. Uh, and they were kind of denying that. Uh, they did report that they canceled the physical version. Um, and then, um, a few people, like some emails started going out and people were started tweeting about, like they got emails that E3 digital had been canceled. E3, uh, ESA officially came out and canceled it. Uh, Jeff Keighley immediately put out a winky face emoji on Twitter. Um, and it's kind of went crazy. Um, I do want to, uh, so the summer games fest, uh, Twitter account has been a little more active. Um, let me see if I can find it games. Oh, I had it. There it is. So uh, a few things that they posted here is this happened earlier today. Um, so Summer Game Fest will only be in the month of June. No specific dates as of yet. Yes, you can coach okay. from all events. Participating companies, platforms, and studios 
for 2022 will be announced as we get closer um, and there will be some new elements for 2022. We will once again offer an easy to subscribe calendar of events. Uh, yes, Shift Kilo will once again host a big live uh, cross industry event uh, showcase in, um, in June. Kind of like we had like the they had like the game they had the kickoff event uh, last year, and that's when like Elden Ring we got gameplay for the first time. Uh, something like, right. probably something like that, and then I'll probably lead into like he did I think on Thursday before E3. Um, so I think we'll, we'll see something like that again, but basically sounds like internally, uh, like Jeff Grubb and a few other people were talking about reporting that, uh, that companies were like leaning like E3, the ESA did say E3 would be back next year and they want to do a physical. Um, but it sounded like internally that, uh, most companies were going with Jeff Keighley. So E3 just kind of got, was canceled because, they just couldn't get the support needed to be an event, um, which is, uh, I don't know, like, I, it's sad. Like, you know, we've been hearing for multiple years now, pre-pandemic, that like people kept saying, even like 2019, people were like, people have been retweeting um, things about, is this the last C3 in 2019? Like, this is before, a year before COVID. Uh, like, well, yeah, about almost a year before COVID and stuff like that. So, um, people have been talking about quietly, like, ESA has just been a joke of a, it's been like, E3 has been running in spite of uh, ESA. And then like a lot of those people left. And then this year we had a new, like people running ESA. Um, and yeah, that sounds like uh, a lot of people were saying Jeff Keighley is, was just the more competent person to go with. Um, and it seems like he's running it. Um, and it sounds like more so what a lot of people want, like 2020, we didn't have the E3. So it was just kind of like a free for all. Everybody started doing their own events. We talked about a bunch uh, and like that, it was just sucked when we had like 50 fucking events and nobody knew what was important, what mattered. And God knows I wasted a lot of time watching these streams, expecting big things to happen. It's like, oh, you have nothing or, oh, I'm seeing this game for the 15th time. Uh, you know, I've seen this at every other event. Um, and so I, you know, like E3, like last year's a little bit more normalcy. It was, it was still, we've talked about it. It was kind of a bad E3 because it just seemed like anybody that they just took anybody that would give them money to be a part of this thing. Uh, we thought, you know, like the, the gearbox thing was awful. Uh, Capcom's thing was laughable. Uh, Square Enix was pretty bad besides, besides, uh, um, Guardians, stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just hoping that like, you know, I'm sad, like, you know, growing up, I always want to go to E3 and it's kind of sad that that name is over, but really as a fan, I think for us people that like, we just watch online, we don't actually go to this thing. Like really all I want is just to like, I want that fun weekend four or five days of just awesome events and maybe we don't have like that weekend but if we can condense everything together like it sounds like jeff Keeley is just basically going to be like a, the scheduler of all this shit is like all right cool well no xbox is going here i mean just i don't we don't know who's going to be part of this was just hypothetically all right xbox has got this day uh no nintendo the xbox has already got it so you can have this day kind of thing somebody just put everything together and uh, everything together in a nice tidy fashion um, that would be great because that's all I want. Because I, I want I want these events to keep happening. Like they're always exciting. It is gamer Christmas. Um, I always loved mm-hmm. years ago, like uh, with my previous job. I'd always take that week off from work. Uh, yep. It always was great because I get timed out right when our busy season was over. Uh, led right into the summer. I take that week off to kind of re- like recharge the batteries and then just watch a shit ton of cool games get announced and talk about it with you every night. And that was I love that. And I don't want that to go away. Um, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year 
Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, give us what, what were your thoughts we heard about this. Well, honestly, in the core thing, yeah, I am sad that uh, the whole E3 thing was canceled for this year. But at the same time, you know, it's like we were initially at that point to where it's like we were really not too much giving a shit about it because it started becoming less and less year after year until eventually from last year it was just basically like a like a hodgepodge of certain things it's kind of a shit show yeah so i mean we got like nintendo and xbox were awesome but yeah yeah, i remember like every i remember like there was like that monday night we were like we were because we were we were coming out and recording every night and that monday night we were like do we even want like they had like four events and like you messaged me is like do you really want to record for these events? And I got home and I watched them. Like, not really. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, just, it would just be like an eight minute thing. And it'd just be us talking for seven minutes about why the fuck are we here? Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, fairly true. But the, yeah, but uh, yeah, you know what? E3 had been going on since 95 that mm-hmm. for that long. Yes. E- the electronic entertainment expo has been around for that long at that time you had games like donkey kong country being shown like for the super nintendo and this and that and all of a sudden you know it, it evolved into this grand spectacle year after year and stuff some of the most fun and the most infamous moments happen in that game show that whole trade show too but uh in later years and stuff in the 2020s you know even before the pandemic stuff got into full swing they're were definitely calls to, hey, is this the last E3? Is this the last E3? And now for this year to be finally, it's like, you know what? We're just going to cancel this thing outright. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, granted, I enjoyed E3 for what it was. There was a lot of fun moments. There was a lot of shitty moments. But at the same time, yeah, we still have something in regards to an equivalent with what Jeff Keighley's doing with the summer game stuff. And it's it sounds like it's going to be closer in spec to what we were getting initially anyway in regards to the whole reveal stuff during June. So, you know what? We give or take. One thing passes on and initially just goes into the sunset. The other one just goes and lifts itself up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I just hopefully... Um... There's something this year. That's all I really want. And hopefully we only get the big guns are part of it because we don't know who's going to be part of it. So hopefully, but hopefully it's just yep. better than last year. But let's move on, Gables, to some uh, some other news this week. Uh, a lot of smaller stuff here. So um, Nintendo added some uh, Nintendo uh, some uh, games to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's the, like the first time they've added uh, Nintendo games, like Super Nintendo and Nintendo games since like last June, I believe. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, Mappy Land, Dig Dug 2, and last but certainly least, Earthworm Jim 2. So, yeah, this is definitely the type of stuff that uh, <laughs> you look at from the offset. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been saying that for multiple years, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy you, you joined me on this. So. <laughs> But of course, for the listeners listening in and for those viewing us and stuff, it's like the Nintendo Switch Online, you know, it's like they've been focusing so much on their N64 service and even like in regards to the whole pay for stuff where it's like we've been waiting for initial note while NES and Super Nintendo games for a while. I mean, the last major update for like Super Nintendo stuff, you had things like Kablooey and also in terms of like all these... Okay, like what claymates and something else, you know, from like mm. interplay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
you know what the initial thing is yeah you get some classic games from like namco and stuff like that for mappy land and like especially for dig dug 2 which initially did never release in the u.s like legitimately back in the day it was a japan only so you're telling me it's eligible for game of the year 2022 for us no, not quite. It actually has been released multiple oh. times in English here. I almost described but... Gables. I'm like, I gotta know. I had to know, but never mind. If it's not eligible, I'm not interested. But uh, yeah, Earthworm Jim 2 kind of surprised me a bit because, yeah, that's something that you don't really see too much, but yet it also ties into the last major release for SNES, like major SNES stuff, barring Earthbound, you know, and that stuff. Oh yeah, we but, did have Earthbound uh, uh, a couple months ago, so that that yeah, that we was had the last Earthbound thing. Beginnings. Yeah, you're right. So we had that a couple months ago, but before that, we didn't have anything till last June. So yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> it really just feels like to me that uh, Nintendo's just really reading off a list of some of the deals that they've had, and they have their own set number of what they're releasing on the service. I think they have like more... the I think they have the ping pong balls from like the NBA lottery. Yeah, and whatever comes out, they just like. That's what they put out. But I, what I imagine there's like a hundred, there's like a hundred million ping pong balls in this thing, and there's like a hundred thousand Earthworm Gyms, you know, two hundred thousand Mappy Lands, and there's only like one Super Mario RPG ping pong ball. <laughs> That's my guess. That wouldn't surprise me in the least. But uh, yeah, if unless you have some form of an interest in those past things, this is going to be very underwhelming for you too. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I'm happy for Justin because uh, he he grew up loving Earthworm Jim and for some odd reason mm-hmm. he still loves it. Um, he's just dumb nostalgia kid, poor guy. But uh, you know, happy, it was good. it was on his birthday. Uh, yeah, that game came out and he was also wearing his Earthworm Jim shirt when it when it when it, when it came out. So um, that's actually pretty hilarious. He texted me that and I'm like, can you please put on a Pokemon trading card game from Game Boy Color shirt? Because I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> um, because that'd be great. Because, um, I mean, if he can make that happen for me, that'd be great as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Uh, next up, though, Xbox apparently uh, is planning on releasing a family plan for Game Pass this year. Um, no idea on pricing or anything like that. This is a leak from Windows Central, who they're a pr- pretty prominent leaker for Win- uh, for Xbox stuff. Um, no real details other than sounds like it's going to be up to five people on this that can do that for the service. Uh, but no idea what a price point without what might look like, but it's currently 15 bucks a year. So I don't know, five people, you know, if it comes out, it's like 50 bucks a month for five people. All right. No, that's not a really good deal. Maybe it's 40 bucks a month for five people. Like that's a pretty good deal. If you, if you can trust people enough to uh, make sure they send you that money every month. Um, you know, like, like we talk about like the Nintendo family play and stuff they do is a really great deal. Like I think it's like 80 bucks uh, for the expansion mm-hmm. pass. Um, which you know even if you, had, you can do up to eight people with that one, but if, even if you had like three, that's a really great deal. That's um, very true too. Yeah, but um, last but not least here, PlayStation. Apparently, uh, there was like apparently reportedly supposed to be like three big things happening this week in PlayStation. Uh, one was a PlayStation Plus thing. There was another one that uh, apparently there, was, there might have been a PS VR two event um, this week, but apparently uh, that was like a total like string of like uh, mix ups and misunderstandings. And that was never actually supposed to happen. Like, that was never actually the case. Uh, just a lot of people got a lot of wires crossed, uh, what it sounds like. But uh, another another big rumor is that, and there's been some rumblings about this I've read online, and not like in Reddit pages where like people like, oh, this is whatever. Like, people that like are in like insiders that I've read a little bit is um, apparently PlayStation has an acquisition and it's a big one. 
that's what a couple of people are reporting is like that this is a big one coming. Um, there has been a little bit of rumbling gables, and I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it is true. But from. Oh, from software. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're thinking. It's from. No, that's not what I'm thinking. That's what I've heard. That's what you've heard but, for the rumors. Okay. But I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's true. But that's been like that's you know kind of like you know rumbling through the grass a little bit here. Look for Pokemon. I might have stumbled across that. Um, it would definitely make a lot of sense from Sony, considering that uh, one of their, well, actually a couple of their core series and stuff are made from from software. Demon Souls and Bloodborne. And yeah. Souls. yeah. Um, I see a lot of people like still pushing for that Konami one, and I think the Konami one. What the fuck are you buying? Konami doesn't have. Like, you're, you're buying. They don't have studios. Like, I know they're they don't, not like, studios. You're just you're basically just, buying them for their yeah. IPs. Like, if anything, you come you come up with like a, a deal with them where you can like make the games for them, um, and cut yeah. them a check. It's like, hey, fuck off! Like, you're gonna get paid for this. You still own the IP, but we're gonna make the game because that's all you're like. Yeah, with you buying all these other studios, you're buying studios. Like, you buy Konami, you're what you're buying pachinko machines, uh, which aren't worth d- dick right now uh, anymore since COVID. And you're buying some awesome IPs, but cool. Now, now you gotta you gotta make more studios to make these games that you just uh, these IPs you just bought. So uh, I'm not a. I would be all aboard like them being able to make a Metal Gear game, but I if like I'm not gonna get excited for them buying Konami in that sense. Like if they buy, I'm oh just, no, it'd be cheaper so if, if it did a marketing deal. It would also be yeah, exactly the point. It would be cheaper if if they did work through Konami. It was just basically Konami licensing out their yeah. properties and stuff to another another major company, say like with Sony, you know, with PlayStation, in order to remake some of these games and this and that. But uh, going back to the like the whole major like rumors of this big old acquisition stuff from software, I could see potentially being a choice. Another couple of ones that kind of strike me is like, what if it's bigger than that? You know, obviously it would, you know, I'm Square. thinking about the potential of whatever, yeah. the, you know, the, the usual suspects, you know, like say a square or a potential, not EA. I mean, that's no, they're not going to no. go after EA. No. That's e- not in the cards. They right can't there. afford EA. EA is worth like, I think half as much as they're worth as Sony's worth. They can't afford to buy. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. Yeah. But uh, a couple of companies, you know, like Japanese affiliates, you know, Square Enix, Capcom, potential people have been like debating like with Sega for like years and stuff in terms of an yeah. acquisition. I don't even think Sega would be that interesting. I mean, it's yeah, you're it's a big name, but it's like, what are you getting? Like honestly, what are you what are you really getting? You're getting, I mean, I guess like Sonic is worth a lot more because, but it's like the merchandise and the movie part, but like the gaming side, it's like. I mean, you, you might, I don't know, I, I mean, I trust Sega or Sony to do more with Sonic, but, like, I don't know. Like, Also, and I don't know if I trust what, Sony with the movie side. We got fucking Morbius just came out on April Fool's yeah, Day. Yeah, really. But the greatest April Fool's joke of all time. <laughs> so <laughs> going to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we see what, the, what they do with, with IPs, so I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, initially the core, from, from what I was thinking, you know, it's like, there's just, like, three companies i could potentially see and like 
Square Enix, Capcom, or even like the development studio from software. All three of those make sense in certain corresponding scenarios based upon deals in the past with Sony and also in terms of major IPs that are currently on their platforms, you know? Yeah, I've also... Uh, people have been talking about... Sorry to cut you off. Sorry, buddy, but uh, people mentioned Kojima. Uh, and I don't think that one's the case because they would have... If they really wanted to, they would have bought Kojima when Death Stranding came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, they just bought Haven last week, the Jade Raymond, like, and they haven't put a game out yet. But you know, they were they've had a partnership for like eight months, and they're like, oh, well, we're just gonna buy you. Like, if they really wanted, I think if they wanted Kojima Productions, they would have bought Kojima Produ- Productions three years. Right. Ago. So, I don't know. Um, especially when when it sounds like we're apparently you know there's that deal with the Xbox and Kojima happening. Um, I don't know. Anything you want on that one before we move on, though, Gables? No, no, I think we covered quite a bit from that one. Okay. Uh, but moving on, Gables, to what we've been playing. Uh, if it's cool with you, I was going to go real fast. Go ahead. All righty. Uh, so, Gables, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I play, I beat Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, it's about last week a little bit. I only beat the first world, and I just, I've been exhausted all week. Like I talked also at the top of the show about the Magic Party. Um, and I, so I started, I sat down this morning, started playing it, and I just played it all the way through. Um, I had a really great time with this game. I can't, I like, it's not super hard. It does. It does. Like it can get a little more difficult like towards the end, but like, I'm not like, not like you're dying, but like, like you're, you're feeling some of the challenge there. Um, you know, some would say Elden Ring hard. Um, nothing Gables, nothing on that one. Not even a smirk mm-hmm. out of you. No. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this game is is really good. Uh, I can't like I've never been I've talked about before. I've never been a big Kirby guy. I think like most people it seems like uh, you know a lot of people just aren't big Kirby guys. But like I was I'm blown away like by how good this game is. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Um, and it's not like I'm not trying to say this is like that as this isn't Mario Odyssey or anything like that. But like man, this like it's it's just really fun. The music is really good. Uh, like it feel like they just felt like they get like they gave like the Mario team like hey make like a make Kirby and that's what it feels like they did like I'm not saying it's as good as Odyssey but I'm saying like it like it has that feeling that that feeling I haven't had playing a 3D platformer since I played Mario Odyssey um, like the, like I said the music's great I love the worlds that they like they built some of the levels in this like one of the levels like my favorite part um, is like one of the worlds is just you're in a abandoned carnival and it's just the whole wow. world of like you're like doing different carnival things there's like and the mouthful mode isn't is actually pretty fun i enjoy doing it uh usually like little sidebars you can do and like you can like you gotta like beat a time trial with like the car or like you get, you get to do like the weird uh flying plane thing uh you get to go on like a carnival ride uh which is pretty fun um but yeah like i, I keep i keep i know i keep saying it but I, i'm blown away like I was not expecting to love this game, and I loved it. Uh, I like the copy abilities. I like even like some of the f- fun side activities. Like you find the the Weedle D's uh, throughout the level, and you go back to like a hub world, and the more you find, the more it unlocks things. Like you, like you unlock right. like a, a like a little pond to go fishing in, or you unlock. Um, you can find blueprints to upgrade your uh, copy abilities. Um, you've like there's, you unlock a battle rush mode, uh, which is actually really fun. I had a good time running and doing that. Um, and like, there's like the challenge modes, the challenge levels in there are really fun. Uh, like they're like, they're usually, and they're pretty short too. Like most of them are a minute or less. Um, 
And that's what you have to beat some of those to unlock, uh, to get more stones, which you use to upgrade your abilities. Um, and the boss fights are incredible. Uh, some of the best boss fights I, I've had in a while. Um, you know, like just in like a, a good a platformer type a platformer game. Uh, like this gives me back to like, Nintendo just makes really good, fun boss fights. You know, like, like on the level of like, when like like the Splatoon boss fights were really awesome. I thought, uh, mm-hmm. and like the Mario Odyssey, like, like some of those boss fights are really cool. And like, this game just goes places. Gables, like, I remember the end of Mario Odyssey. The like what happens at the very end. Yes. Remember the dragon fight also that happens in Mario Odyssey. Yep. That game, the like, Kirby goes there and like, but crazier. Some of the shit that you do in this game is like bonkers. Like I would not expecting from fucking Kirby. <laughs> like the last, like le- the last world and the last level. I don't want to spoil anything. Or I'm like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Is this really happening? Like <laughs> this is incredible. It's really the especially the last boss fight and all the like all the shit. Oh my god, it's just really good. I I'm having. I had a blast. Um, I, I definitely like, I want to keep going back. I want to play some more of it. Like, I'm not going to like hundred percent this or anything like that. Um, I think I beat it in about six hours. Um, but there is a ton more content you could like, if you wanted, like there's a lot of collecting you could do. There's a gotcha stuff you can do as well. Um, like I, I think I beat the game and I was at 59%. Um, I, I got the, I think I got the majority, like probably 70 something percent. 80% of right. the Weedle D's. Um, and that was, I wasn't really trying super hard on like some of those, like, like there's always like hidden ones that you don't know until like you either find them or like after you beat the level, it'll tell you some of them. Um, but yeah, like I, I enjoyed the boss rush mode. Like that was pretty, that's, I like, I just kept going back and doing that because I enjoyed the boss fight so much. Uh, I did die like three times during the game. Uh, usually it's cause I got like, I was in, a, I got stuck in an ability that I'm not very good at. Um, there's a couple, like, I really like the, the, the fire one and the sword one are uh, really good. I maxed those two out. Um, and the fire one almost is kind of a cheat code though. Like, cause you could just do a ton of damage. Well, if you max out the, uh, the fire ability, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a phenomenal game. It's, it's like, it's not just a cute game. It's not just like, uh, it's way more than what I expected. Like I, I talked about for months building up to it. it was like, I just don't want it to just be easy Mario. Cause all Kirby games have just been easy 2D Mario, like just for for kids. Now it's been the, that was literally the whole point of like what Kirby was made, and I get that. Uh, and there is like the, there is the there's the wild mode which is like normal, and then there's like the spring mode I think, which is like baby mode basically. Um, and I played the whole game on the wild mode, and I had I had a good time with it. I like I I can't believe it. it's just a stunning game. Like I like so like it's the the some of the levels you go into just looking at the background like. Like I said uh, earlier, like it's incredible what they do with the switch where you can tell like mm-hmm. certain moments, like it's definitely like it's, it's, it's burst at the seams a little bit, but some of the, the tricks and some of the things they can do uh, with, with it and the way they make things look are just beautiful. Um, so yeah, uh, boy, what a, it, this is a game I was not expecting to be like, I know it's only, it's April 2nd. Um, I've only played three games this year of any substance. Um, but I, this, this would be a, like, I don't, it's not a game of the year contender, but this is a serious top 10 game of the year contender. Like it, it's going to be one of those games, like one of those games where it's gonna be tough to like find, you know, nine other games better than this, this year for me, I think. 
And I mean, obviously it's going to be a jam packed year. It's, it's easy for me to say that, you know, April, I guess it's April 3rd. Now it's, it's past midnight here. Um, but yeah, uh, fantastic game. Gables, you need to buy this game. Yeah. Uh, I understand I, that fully. <laughs> I think, and it's a perfect palate cleanser because doing like Pokemon Legends Arceus and then a couple weeks later, jumping into Horizon and then, you know, just like, it's just been time big, these big time sync games. Uh, you know, like I put like 25 hours in the Pokemon. I put like 43 hours in the, in the Horizon. Uh, so these games that sucked up a lot of time for me and then just have this nice, fun, chill game that's also very good to just like, to play and just it's just it's, like I said it's a perfect palate cleanser you know it's like it's not doesn't require a ton of time it's nice you can just jump into a few levels and bounce off but like like I said though like I just got so hooked on this game that I started playing this morning I, I played for a couple hours and I, I stopped for a little bit and then I hopped back on uh, this afternoon and I just ended up uh, I, I, I beat like the one of the worlds and I, I realized I'm like oh, I'm on the last fucking world well I might as well just go I might as well just beat it and then I, I was done with it I'm like that game was incredible. Uh, yeah, so that, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Gables, what about you? All right. So you finished Kirby. I finished Elden Ring. So man, it's it's definitely it definitely was a freaking experience. Let me just say this right now. From when we last left off, from uh, this whole month long escapade for Elden Ring, I was facing off against the boss Rikard. Rikard. From one of the major bosses inside the game, you know, he was the easiest one. And the reason why I thought that, you know, the reason why he was the easiest one for me is, for one, I went to Flame Manor way over-leveled to when initially you can go through and get to it the first time. But second is because the weapon to use against Rikard, you know, for that boss battle is presented to you before you get to, like, uh, the main encounter for the boss itself. So, for Rikard, he is a gigantic serpent-like creature that is pretty much insatiable in terms of appetite of just destroying, killing, whatever type of beings that he can, like, get his hands on, quintessentially. But his weapon, his weapon is only usable for his boss battle. So, basically, you technically have it, but you cannot get its full effect unless you fight that boss battle and so i tried it a couple different times with my current weapon set to where i have my dual scimitars had the whole bleed damage stuff going through i got through his first form pretty well i couldn't i really had tough time with the second form and so you know i just thought okay i'm just gonna go ahead and take this katana i'm just gonna go for this uh big old colossal weapon that he has that i found inside of his boss room I level that up to max or you know up to plus nine or yeah, plus 9 or plus 24, depending upon, like, uh, what type of stones I put on it. I think it's for, like, regular smithing stones instead of the somber ones. But uh, I got that up to the strongest thing. <laughs> Get this. The whole boss battle in and of itself took about three minutes, three to five huh. minutes max. And uh, the funniest part about it, I could just go forth and charge the L2 button to a certain extent to where it just pretty much stuns the boss in place. <laughs> so here's here's my recount of this boss battle i go i level up my weapon i go into the boss battle i hold down the l2 button to a certain extent and then i fire this big old stream towards the boss it pretty much stuns him inside place so i can go forth and redo the initial thing again until eventually i get him down to about half damage or something like that in the second form 
And uh, yeah, it quintessentially went from there, and that's how I ended up killing one of the main, like, great foes inside of Elden Ring with hardly any type of effort in that regards. He was the easiest one for me to take out. But after that initial boss battle, I thought to myself, you know what, I technically have, like, a handful of bosses left in order to go forth and tackle before I beat the game. At that point, I was, like, about 66% through the main game, and that was from, like, last Saturday. So what I initially had a plan to do is, for one, I wanted to see, for one, I want to get to the main capital again because uh, something initially ends up happening once I finish up the whole thing of this, like, tornado, tornado island. And so what I needed to do first was go and finish up the last remaining, like, boss battles for Tornado Island. And the major boss of that thing was uh, a clergy beast man by the name of Malekith. Fucking hard boss battle beyond belief. And the reason why this thing can be difficult, for one, it punishes aggressive melee players. Like, it's intensely, and, like, goes through and, it, like, punishes melee players. Because initial, your initial thing... Leading up to this point, you can pretty much be aggressive in terms of your style for most of the bosses or most of the enemies in the game. Okay, let's stick at their feet. Let's stick close to their feet or something or get, like, roll right behind them and stuff. Inside of Elden Ring, you're pretty much you're pretty much punished if you try to keep on doing a constant defensive sort of rolling stances or try to back away and try to run away in terms of that stuff. That's where a lot of bosses like to go forth and gang up on you or try to do a whole bunch of wombo combo shit to where you're basically whittling down HP with you having to abuse your flasks in order to try to maintain your health and this and that. Inside of the Malekith battle, his first form was highly aggressive. I lost to him multiple times in terms of his first form. Inside of his second form, the second form was even crazier because uh, he shreds his shroud and everything else. He basically has his big old freaking blade and stuff. He clings to pillars and stuff, and he will do all these various crazy attacks. And uh, have, uh, the first couple of dozen times I lost against this boss, I'm like, holy fuck, you know? I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to beat this? At one point, I was getting so frustrated to where it's like, you know what? I'm going to come back to this, but I need to go forth and I need to try to figure out my plan of attack for this. So I went from doing that. That's how I initially got to the Riker thing to begin with. So I beat, go through, I beat Riker. And uh, I wanted to get to some of the other areas I've never, I haven't explored yet. So after I was done with Flame Manor, I wanted to go to that hidden passage in terms of uh, right next to where the whole giant snow mountain stuff. So what I did was there was a side quest to where I had to get this type of medallion by going to a couple different places. One of them involved me having to tangle with a boss inside of a inside of like the snow area by the name of uh, Captain Nial. This dude is a big old yeah, he's a freaking. He's a freaking soldier, right? And he has summoning abilities to where he summons two of these warriors, like, at his side. And both of them are, like, medium to hard enemies, regular enemies you face in the overworld, like, a couple dozen times in this regards. So one of them has dual swords, the other one has, like, a sword and shield. Both of them have sort of, like, wind type of attacks or whirling attacks for, like, with melee and stuff. How I was able to beat this boss... How I was able to beat it was by going to another separate area. And this 
separate area, and trust me, all of these tie in to me beating this game. There is an, another underground area by the name of like Noxtella. It's hidden, but you can only access it after defeating Star Scourge, like Star Scourge Rodan. Because after that that boss battle finishes, there's a cutscene to where you have a whole bunch of meteorites stuff coming through, and one of them crashes into the ground right next to like this uh, area, and you can travel down there, and it opens the Noxtella, the underground city. So I came to a particular boss battle underneath there. It's called the Mimic Tier. So, what's the Mimic Tier boss battle? Well, here's the thing. When you defeat him, you get its summon. And it copies every single thing in regards to you, in terms of your equipment, in terms of your sword and shield, and your weapon set out, and quintessentially your buffs as well. At the first, when I went to the boss, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go forth and I'm going to see how I do it as it is. Of course, I lost against him during that time, but then it dawned on me. Oh, Gabe, you're... you're no, that's freaking stupid. Let's go ahead and unequip everything and stuff, except, you know, just go forth and equip unequip everything and go into the boss battle. And sure enough, I took off every bit of my armor, every bit of my things, like uh, all my freaking support things and my weapons. I go into the boss battle, and sure enough, it's like you just see him in his fucking underwear or something like oh. that, just trying to go forth and just hit me with his fists. And so what I did was, as soon as I entered back in the battle, and he formed directly that, I just went into the menu, equipped my scimitars and stuff, oh, and just shit. beat the shit out of him and just killed him that way. Nice. The fact you can do that inside of a boss battle to where you can outsmart the AI, it's like, you know what, let's take advantage of his core weakness, and that's uh, equipping things after he forms to a specific move set. So manipulate him to a certain extent where you can just eagerly take advantage of him. So that's how that fight went. I gained the ability, the summon, to you know, have the Mimic tier inside of a boss battle. And so what I ended up doing is tracking down the resources to maximize that, that, uh, that summon. You have to collect a whole bunch of things called like Grave, like Glowworths or something like that. It's like a specific type of item you need to have the Spirit Channeler go forth and level up your summons to a specific extent. Like extent. So after I did that, I went back to some of those boss battles, and I wanted to see how good, or I just basically wanted to see if that would help. For the Malekith battle, yes, it did help. Absolutely it did. Basically, since I had a copy of myself that had my armor, had my the weapons and stuff, it helped me to a certain extent to where... He was distracted enough to where I could go into a second form, be super aggressive, heal when needed, take out Malekith. I got his room, I got his, I got basically his essence and everything else like that. Commander Nial, I got Nial. him down. I, he was he was actually the first major casualty from this damn thing because uh, he would kept focusing on my doppelganger that I literally just took him out like the second I summoned the mimic tier. Rest in peace, and the thing about it is. The thing about it is the Mimic tier has been nerfed, too, you know? It was nerfed before I started using him in terms of using it in certain boss battles. So there was always that chance to where I would die regardless of having this thing summoned onto the field, or the thing would be killed right away or something if I didn't hadn't leveled it up to an extent. But uh, the next thing I wanted to do was I wanted to get all the boss battles done, the main ones. 
And which ones I had left after that was one in the secret snow area. Of course, a lot of the a lot of the Elden Ring players know exactly which boss I'm talking about, and that's Melania, the Queen of Rot. I'll tell you this right now, Tyler. I went through the boss battles after that, like uh, the first Elden Elden Lord and stuff. The main two last two bosses in the entire game before you finish up the story, Radigan and like uh, the Elden Beast. I went through and I beat those guys and stuff. Have my mimic tier in hand and stuff. Those guys were easy in comparison to facing off against Melania, the Creedal Rot. This is a boss that in other games, in other RPGs, this is the type of boss that's stronger than the main boss, the final boss. So, starting out, you have to navigate throughout this uh, specific area inside of uh, the unlocked, inside of this unlocked, like, snow portion, right? So... Like I was saying before, you need a specific type of medallion to do from, like, the specific side quest in order to access a different, like, uh, transfer point from the Atlas Plateau entry, like, uh, point. And so once I did that, I traveled to this area. I explored all around. It was definitely difficult getting to the spot, but there is a little lost grace before you enter into the boss battle, so you don't have to retravel all the way through a specific point just to get to that one boss battle. And that's something I do admire in regards from what from software did with this game. They could have made it entirely tedious to where you had to go through an entire area all over again just to get to this one spot in order to refight this one boss that you've died to now like twice or four, four or six or ten times. But uh, for a lot of these boss battles, they give you a lost grace, a, a save point, quite essentially fairly close to a boss before you start fighting it. So that's that's sort of like. Uh, thing the boss itself it starts off with uh, you are pretty much triggered in this cutscene and once the cutscene ends she rushes right towards you and she will kill you in two hits that and that's with you having a full health bar that happened to me the first time that have that uh, thing because i didn't think about backing up and evading out of the way or to the side at the right time. So I could not time it correctly and end up dying like with the span of two hits with a full bar. What that evolved into was me going back into the battle, summoning my mimic tier, still getting my ass handed to me because she has a couple of different attacks. One is a lunge, right, in her first form. Another another with her weapon, she has a special to where she goes into like a specific stance in the sky and she goes and she rushes towards you it's a whole bunch of slashes with her sword and this attack will continue on for a good solid like five to ten seconds with you trying to dodge and try to evade it's very hard to dodge it's very hard to time right i have dodged this attack a couple of different times by accident some i was able to go through in time but that's not the end of the combo even when after she just dashes ahead like three or four different times there's this little after little bubble thing that'll just like spark out kind of like an area of effect damage i've seen youtubers and i've seen streamers fight this boss and take like about five to in extreme case about seven hours to try to beat this boss their first time for me it took roughly about i want to say two hours Roughly two hours. 
and that was in large part of me experimenting with weapons that I wanted to use against her. And bear in mind, this was this is not even her second form. She has two forms, and it'll completely take you by surprise in her second form because here's the thing: I when I first got her down halfway, and the cutscene triggers, and you are left with this most epic scene of her emerging from like a like a big old freaking like flower like cocoon, right? And she has these rotted wings that sprout, and all these butterflies are freaking flying out from her wings. It is the most aesthetically craziest looking boss I have ever seen inside of a video game, but it's so fucking awesome the way they were able to design this character model to a certain extent to where now her body's completely covered in rot. She can't see, mind you. She doesn't have any eyes. So she has, like, rot covering the front portions of her eyes, has all this stuff. But the first attack she does, she curls up into this big old, like, lotus flower or something, this orange lotus flower, and she goes diving right at you, and it explodes. And if you don't get out of that radius of that flower, you're dead, just like that. That also happened to me that first time (laughs) when I got to her second form. And how I initially beat her, that was a stroke of luck because... I managed to beat her first form handily during this attempt with my Mimic tier and everything else. My Mimic ends up dying on the second form, right? And I am like, she is like a quarter of a way. Now, here's the thing. She also has an attack to where she can replenish health. That is part of the reason why this battle is so difficult is because every time she does a slash or an attack and she hits you, she recovers about a quarter of her health. And so, on top of an already crazy-ass boss fight, on top of an already crazy type of movesets and this and that, she can recover her health if you willy-nilly just summon one of your, like, uh, summons and stuff, and basically she can go through and just, like, take off all this thing and just redone, like, reheal and just take away any type of advantage you had initially. So that leads me to the last initial thing, to where I... Equipped on a couple different items here. I equipped on, like, uh, my dual scimitars. I think I just used my dual scimitars with that. And uh, I fought her to the initial extent to where she was, like, a, a string of health. And she was about to attack. And I actually attacked. I got her down. And right after, and I timed it just right to where I killed her before she ended up taking me out with Scarlet Rot. And I thought it's okay, I got her. And it's like all of a sudden I died. I'm like, did that count it? Tell me that fucking counted. And the trophy pops up. I fucking beat her. I skip the entirety of this cutscene because I'm dead now. <laughs> and I go right back to it. Yeah, I missed the cutscene, but this is the second time inside that entire 92 hour playthrough of me beating Elden Ring that I have beaten a boss. I still got credited. It's still credited me beating her. And oh my god, the amount of relief and the amount of accomplishment I felt, I literally was on my fucking knees and pressed my head to the fucking ground because that damn boss battle was the absolute hardest thing I have ever played inside of my life, and I fucking beat it <laughs> in less time than a lot of other people have done. And that was just me going all out. And I'll tell you this, this is the top moment I've had in the past couple of years playing a boss. So, yeah, that is definitely something that, Tyler, I would highly advise you going through and watching this boss battle. Okay. 
if you've never played you're gonna say Elden play Ring, i'm I like mean, absolutely not <laughs> if you if i mean even if you never want to go forth and play Elden ring do me a favor and watch some of these boss battles especially the melania fight because well millennia fight because this one will change your perspective of what initial boss battle can be and what absolutely can be overwhelmingly daunting <laughs> so in and of itself after that i went towards the last area it took me less attempts to go forth and beat radigan plus uh, the elden beast because it's the same type of strategy only i equipped i equipped the spoils of that boss battle against melania i got her sword and let me tell you something tyler when you get that sword you have access to that same attack you die over and over to. Nice. That big old slash attack, you could spam the L2, and it does the full extent of that attack. And I maximized that son of a bitch, and I got the fucking weapon, the moon... I think it's like the moon veil. Oh, no, no, the Nagatama. That's another weapon that I got. This katanas. I basically had dual katanas at full strength going into the freaking Radigan fight with my Grace Mimic, and I absolutely the fucking destroyed that in the Elden Beast, and I had no regrets. The, for you. <sighs> but, uh, in closing, though, the ending I got to it, I learned there's, like, a whole slew of different endings. The one I got was through completing a side quest for Ranny the Witch. So, this is the, the blue, like, uh, the like the blue dressed witch and stuff like that with the multiple hands and some shit and stuff like that. I completed her side quest and this and that and uh, going through all that stuff. So I got her ending. So she's quintessentially the new Elden Lord in that case and scenario. But uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. This game definitely. After I beat that, I didn't want to play anything else for the rest of the week because this. I put in so much time, so much effort, and I literally went through and had some of the most craziest battles I have ever played inside of a game inside of Elden Ring. And let me tell you, I don't know what I'm going to do after. I know the next game is probably going to be a palate cleanser, whether it be Kirby, the game you just finished, or whether it be whatever, whatever type of game I may play on Game Pass. I don't know. I mean, still, I need to re-up my Game Pass thing anyway. But, uh, <laughs> you just reminded me. <laughs> oh, god damn. But in short, yeah, I beat Elden Ring. 92 hours, it's definitely recommendable. <laughs> We're an hour and 34 minutes in this podcast, Gables. I don't have time to get mad at you about not having the best deal <laughs> in gaming. Um, I used to have one question for you, Gables. Um, and what's that? You said you fell to your knees. Um, yeah. When you were on your knees, Gables, did you praise the Keeley? <laughs> More like I said, praise the sun. <laughs> yeah, no, we we praise Keeley in this house, under under the uh, Drunk Nerds podcast roof. We only praise one one thing, and that's Keeley. So, when you've literally had that boss battle to where you literally had to take a few minutes afterwards and just collect your thoughts of what just transpired. Yeah, you know, you've got yourself a fucking great game. <laughs> and Keeley's the one that brought you that gameplay, Gables, therefore brought you Elden Ring, therefore brought you that boss fight, therefore praise the Keeley. That's true. 
So there you go. You know what? That's true. You bring up good points. Can't, can't argue uh, facts I just made up just now. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked all that, uh, if you're still with us, thank you. Um, please like, follow, subscribe, download wherever we're at. Like I said, beginning of the show, uh, look in the show notes. If I was smart enough, I put the link tree in there. Click on that. Click on whatever service that you use um, and give us a big follow. Download, like I said, download the audio version. Gables and I get a penny. And mm-hmm. that should, maybe, it's like, ah, it's just a penny. It adds up. Adds up real quick. So we would appreciate if you went there and did that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, remember that I am the man, the myth, the legend, and I have fucking beat Elden Ring. And hey, Gables? <laughs> yes. Praise Keely. Oh, hey, praise Keely. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> See ya. All right, I'm going to try to turn it off while I'm trying to look cool. Am I looking cool, Gables? Mm. Yeah, you're looking good. All right. There you got it. <laughs> Did I get it? I got it. No, yeah. I didn't get it.